Thank you for listening to Exoplanetary. We love making the show for you, but we rely on your support to continue. Please consider becoming a monthly patron at patreon.com slash exoplanetary. If you'd like to make a one-time donation, you can do that through PayPal at paypal.me slash exoplanetary. You can find links and more information at our website, exoplanetarymedia.com. Any amount helps, and we are truly grateful for your support. Also, follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash exoplanetary, Instagram at exoplanetary, and on Twitter at exoplanetarypod. Exoplanetary, the adventures of the spacefaring Wolverton family far in the future. Tonight's episode, There's No Fighting in the War Room. Sophisticated androids indistinguishable from humans. Practical time travel interstellar travel, and the recolonization of the planet Earth and the taming of the savage remnants of human civilization. All four objectives, converging into one massive financial paradigm shift for our solar system, not to mention enormous profit. Choosing four siblings to manage each objective, though, that, that was the magic touch. (laughs) Their connections drew them together without our prompting. Well, blood is thicker than water. We learned that from our own experiences, Mm. rising to the top. Could be a double-edged sword, though. Together, they're very powerful. What's to prevent them from using those skills and abilities against us? Even if they did, we have the only superpower that matters. Money. Still... Maybe we should do more to get them aligned with us. If they were to see themselves as a vital part of Exoplanetary, they might be less likely to threaten us down the road. How would we do that? We travel to the Earth with open arms and a big raise. This map Vladimir created for us shows the land around Dorothy's palace. By creating these four integrated units of superhumans and androids, we can attack from every direction. Dorothy isn't expecting a non-Arachnidian force of this size, so she'll be caught completely off guard. This seems too easy. Were you always a pessimist? Of course it's easy. That's the point of strategy, to pick the easiest path to victory. The point of strategy is to avoid losing blood and treasure by making a boneheaded maneuver. Tomato, tomato. I rescued these androids for a reason, Calvert. Well, what else do we have? Between the superhuman elements here on Earth and your small army of androids and other artificial intelligences, we have a force that could overpower Dorothy. It seems to me there must be a better option. A smarter option. Well, I'm all ears, Ben. I'm not hearing anything. We're the only option. If not us, Ben, then who? Why does there have to be any violence at all? Who let you in? The tent flap was open. What, you didn't knock? But it it's a tent. It's always an excuse with you. What can we do for you, Dustin? We're a little busy. You can listen to me. Going to war is a terrible idea. It doesn't serve anyone. It's only going to lead to killing people who don't have anything to do with the real problem. 
Yes, but it's necessary. You see, history is full of these conflicts. Now, now trust me, I, I've wandered into a few of them. But they come and they go, shaping things for years to come. But these people, these superhumans or androids or arachnidians or whatever, none of them have anything to do with the real problem. He's right, Calvert. And what's worse is that you know it. We need to get a lock for that tent flap. You see, Brother Dustin, Calvert and I have both actually been to Planet Vixen, and we know what's happening there. Calvert would know what the war over there is like if he hadn't hightailed it back to this solar system without me. Calvert stayed young, but I spent 30 years in that hell, perpetuated by those two traveler androids, and I'm not sure who's worse. That isn't fair. Alice only did what she thought best. That's all any of us are trying to do. But that's the problem with you, Wolvertons. As far as I can tell, you're all intelligent people. But none of you has a lick of common sense. None of you know how to just leave something you know nothing about alone. That's not fair. Alice provides arms for a war between two planets. Calvert is constantly on the edge of altering history. You, Ben? You have so much compassion, you don't know how to distinguish between the needs of real human beings and machines. And you, Dustin, you're the worst of the bunch. Me? But I'm trying to stop this mess. But why did you come here? I've heard this story. You were sent to get those mutant rubes accustomed to the idea that their new masters, your bosses at Exoplanetary, were coming to reclaim the Earth. You don't want them to die because you need them to stay here and become slaves. That's not true. That isn't true at all. I love, I love these people. I wouldn't let anything bad happen to them. But it is happening to them, Dustin. It is happening, and it's all your fault. All of you Wolverton kids, the road to your personal hells are paved by your good intentions. I'm glad I'm not your ancestor. How could you be so sure? Look how old I've become, Calvert. Do I really have to spell it out for you? I wasted my entire youth going for a joyride with you. You! You're, you're such a disappointment. You're right. Um, there should be a better way. If I spent three decades fighting in a war, I, I, I'd, I'd probably feel the same as you. I'm, I'm not sure that I don't feel the same as you. But what would you have me do instead, Stacy? Huh? Nothing? Let the war over there continue until they're all dead? Uh, wait for Dorothy to figure out how to return to this solar system? I can't pretend to be a pacifist. Too much blood on my hands for that. But I don't understand why there isn't a bigger time travel component to your strategy. There is. In order to transport our forces to planet Vixen, we have to essentially time travel to the point necessary in history. Well, first off... Why do you have to arrive at the correct point in history? Why not arrive a year before Dorothy lands on planet Vixen and then destroy her traveler when it arrives? If we attempt to arrive at points before the teleportation arch has been built, we run into certain problems. It doesn't work like Calvert's handheld device, which is on a small enough scale to pass through any causal barriers. We also run the risk of bumping into earlier in-progress materializations at the quantum level, which could play further havoc with the balance of cause and effect. Exactly. Make it so that earlier trips never happened, creating all sorts of inconsistencies. So we have to arrive in the relative present. A universe with two alternative timelines running concurrently might sound like a great idea to you, but to me it sounds like a good way to tear reality a new orifice. 
Uh, how, how long before you send them over? We still have androids arriving. I rescued hundreds of them and stowed them away in exoplanetary land, but we only have one ship. A day, maybe less, before we have enough to begin. If I find a better solution before then, will you listen? Of course we'll listen, but there's nothing else to be done, Dustin. We have to stop Dorothy before she discovers a way to open a teleportation conduit to this solar system. And that just makes it all the more important that I find it. Dave, I want you to tell me something very important. Of course. It's just you and me here. I want you to tell me about Catherine. I want you to tell me about who you think I was before I became an android. There's too much to share. So much to make clear to you. My hope is that you may somehow remember her yourself. At first I thought I was troubled because it's against my programming to believe that I'm actually a human. But at the same time, you clearly believe what you're telling me. Because it's true. You're so much like her, but at the same time you're different. Colder, stranger. But believe me when I tell you that you carry Catherine with you somehow. There's a connection. But how is that possible? You've met other androids and AIs. Ben Wolverton's friend Lucy. That toaster that's running the teleportation arch. Alice Wolverton's traveler. Mm, but the traveler's different. It's programmed from Alice's memories and personality. Essentially a copy of her mind. But that's the thing, Mother Invention. All of Exoplanetary's androids are copied from human minds. All? Wait, all of us? All of you. That was the innovation that took the technology to the next level. Rather than making a perfect automaton who was somewhat alienating, why not create a slightly inefficient android who could accomplish many of the same things, but also understand and empathize with the human she was working with? Every one of Exoplanetary's androids is based upon an actual human being who at one time or another worked for the corporation. All of them? Yes, some still work for the company. The three travelers are set to receive updates of further experiences and memories from their human counterparts. Someone's approaching. Mother Invention! Mother, I, I need your help. Oh, uh, who's your friend? This is Dave. He's been giving me some disturbing news. I, I'm, I'm panicking again, Mother Invention. I'm doing that thing where I'm breathing hard, but I can't catch my breath, and it's called hyperventilating. I couldn't, I couldn't think of the word. I'm having uh, trouble thinking, but my uh, brother wants to send all of the androids and all of the superhumans to the other solar system to destroy the evil robot and the, uh, the spider people. And this would be really exciting to read about it uh, happening to someone else in the past, but it's happening to us uh, right now, so it's pretty lousy, and I don't want to lose you in the war. You're my friend, but I especially don't want to lose Obi. He's so strong, but he isn't vulnerable. So we have to find another way so that everyone has a happy, happy uh, ending. Nice to meet you. No, no, ladies. The idea is to go for the arms. Remember, the enemy will have eight of them. They don't have red blood. Arachnidians don't have the same iron content as humans. And there's a sort of exoskeleton around their flesh, so... So their guts are yellow, not red. They stink worse than anything. It gets into your clothes and in your hair. And it gets so you don't notice it after a while because everything starts to smell like yellow, sticky spider guts. Uh, take five, ladies. Try to put that practice dummy back together. Don't want them to hear the truth? They're already pretty well acquainted with blood and guts. In fact, most of the work is keeping them from murdering each other. Two travelers. 
When I hopped back to Planet Vixen, I spent all my time trying to kill one of Exoplanetary's travelers. When I should have gone back to the jungle and killed you for practice. I wouldn't be any easier for you. You caused all of this. All of it. Every death, Alice. They're all on your head. And now you're dragging all that's left of humanity into this. No. It's a domino effect from a few bad breaks. Your bad breaks. Exoplanetary's bad breaks. Now you're sending in an army on their behalf. See, that's something I don't get. Why are you putting together a militia on Exoplanetary's behalf? In my time, the corporations just get the governments to do their dirty work. Governments? Calvert didn't tell you much about our time, did he? He told me that knowing too much would be bad for me when I got back to the 21st century. But I don't think he intended for me to stay this long. To see this much. So you might as well... Five centuries ago, when my ancestors left Earth, it was overrun with people. Too many people, not enough resources. People blamed the governments, and they fell, and anarchy ran rampant. Meanwhile, the corporations had the means to leave the planet and forge a new life on the other worlds of the solar system. And since governments didn't work on Earth, my ancestors decided that they didn't need them out in space. No governments. Nothing? Well, the corporations always had agreements between them that took the place of diplomacy, statecraft, democracy. You see, all of us weren't ruled over by different corporations. We worked for them. We were all conspirators. From the time we were children, we had to, or we faced horrible consequences. Such as? Think about it. You're on some planet or moon and you no longer have a job? Never mind the rent. How do you pay the water bill? How do you pay the oxygen bill? There's no safety net. There's nowhere to turn. There's only one job and the next job, and you'll take whatever you can. No armies. There are small security teams. There's no room to fight up there. Nothing really to fight for. Everything's already been claimed. The megacorporations have modeled everything down to the tiniest detail, and they do their business and largely go up or down in wealth a little here and there every year. The one that controls the most tends to make decisions for as long as they are on top. They schemed for decades on Earth, looking for a way to exist in exactly this manner, even in your own time, Stacy. So when I tell you that only we can fight against Dorothy, I mean it. There's nobody else who can do the job. Wow, that's astonishing. Well, it's so much to take in, but considering what... No, look there, up in the sky. Goodness, could that be? So it looks like that to you too, yeah? So, how does Alice get her updates now that she's here on Earth? I don't know. How do you get your updates? They just arrive. But I was thinking... There's no time for thinking. We have to find a way to stop them from... from... They're all going to die. Well, Dave here is a time traveler. Maybe he can tell you something comforting about the future. Well... That that would be very helpful. Actually, I hadn't thought of that. Why don't you just pop into the future and tell us what winds up working? Uh, or, Or not working. That might be helpful, too. I hate to tell you guys this, but this is actually the furthest I've been into the future. At this point in my life, anyway. So, I don't know what happens next. At this point in your life? 
Do you have a big chart that you use to keep it all straight? I have a computer brain, and I'm not following. If I went into the future, it might limit what I could do when I came back here. I'd like to help, but we're going to have to get more creative. That's uh, uh, incredibly frustrating and disappointing to hear, and I believe in God for a living. What was that? Something got into them. They almost sound as frightened as I am. They must have seen that up there. Oh, no! I wish I hadn't looked. Is that a giant hand? Yes, it's a giant hand. It's the Empress's hand. Dorothy's figured out how to teleport over here. She's actually improved on it. She's managed to open a portal in space. Evidently, she's too enormous now to teleport all at once. How did she get so large? I mean, you're tall, but not so gargantuan. When our travelers landed on these planets, we made our bodies out of local materials. Metals, chemicals, and so on. I stopped at a certain point. We always assumed that the Empress's palace was part of her body. It seems, though, that her body now engulfs most of the planet. That's one way to take over a world. You're joking again. Gloating now that there's no way around deploying your armies. Stacy, I'm joking because I'm frightened. I take no joy in any of this. Good. I want you to feel every death. Take it down a notch, Stacy. I don't hear you offering any alternatives. Actually, I've been working on something. It's just an idea. Anything to change the conversation right now. What's the idea, am I? Well, I was thinking about your traveler body. You're supposed to have memories collected from the original Alice transmitted to you. Right. They take hundreds of years to arrive. I haven't felt any different. They said it might be a little disorienting. I hope they might arrive for Dorothy as well. Maybe calm her down or somehow fix her insanity. Disorienting? That's what I thought. Do you see what I'm getting at? I do. Where's Ben? You're not thinking. She is. Brilliant. Good grief. That's that's brilliant. Thank you. That would work? What would work? Mother Invention had an idea. What if we could disorient Dorothy's traveler android with the transmission of her donor personality's new memories? Disorient her with her new memories and then reboot her mind back to the default personality. There are no bad androids, just bad programs. Lucy and I could do that. We've done similar for other androids in the past, but you kind of have to get them to hold still first. A reboot command. But but, but the memories, where, where, where do we get the memories? What if you had the original Dorothy? That, oh, that, that would work. But it, it would take us weeks to get her here. It's just time we don't have. What if I told you there's a way? Oh, then I would be incredulous. What if I told you that I set a friend to go get her? Then I would be even more incredulous and want to check your diagnostics. You know more about how Exo makes androids than nearly anyone. You know I can't lie. Is that a spaceship? See? Nick of time. Oh.
You have been listening to Exoplanetary. There's no fighting in the war room. Written by C. Christopher Hart. Performed by... Ferial Elliott as Alice Wolverton. David Loftus as Ben Wolverton. C. Christopher Hart as Calvert Wolverton. Bobby Eversman as Brother Dustin. Chloella Brading as Lucy. Stephanie Leet as Mother Invention. Katina Andoniades as Stacy Curtis. Danger Marshall as Dave. Mick Laflamme as Edgar. Sean Brading as Grant. Produced by C. Christopher Hart. Original music provided by Jacob Jansen. Sound effects by Danger Marshall. This play, the characters, situations, and associated intellectual property. Copyright 2015 to 2018 by C. Christopher Hart. All rights reserved. Recorded in the Bigfoot Podcasting Studio, located at Ned Space in sunny Portland.